G'day and welcome to the NRL Supercoach Chat Podcast for round one. It's finally upon us. The team lists have dropped and some things we expected, some surprises, but uh, overall not a bad TLT and plenty of money to be made and plenty of great players on offer. So let's go through some of the round one chat from Team List Tuesday. So there are plenty of cheapies named across all teams. I'll just start at the hooker position and we've got Blake Braley from the Sharks and Billy Walters from the Tigers. Now he's also available at halfback but there is still some chat around about a potential swap for Harry Grant from the Storm to come to the Tigers. Not for Walters but he could potentially come and take Walters spot. So I'm wary of buying Walters in case the swap goes through a few rounds in and he has hasn't made enough money to move him on. So buy him at your own risk. Uh, in the front row, we've got Sean Kepi from Manly. We've got Zane Musgrove from the Tigers, Toby Rudolph from the Sharks, and Jermaine Tanoa Brown from the Warriors. In the second row, we've got Tyrrell Fui Mayono from the Dragons, Jamil Hopawadi from the Broncos, and Hamole Olakoatu. My gosh, I don't know if I was anywhere close to that, but anyway, he's from Manly. Uh, Eliesa Katoa from the Warriors is also in the second row as a bottom dollar cheapie. Uh, in the halfback, uh, you're pretty, not much happening in halfback and five eighth positions. Uh, you have Jerome Luai, who pretty much is the standout cheapie for the Panthers. Um, and he's also available at five eighth. You've got Brandon Wakeham, who's just above cheapie price. I've put cheapie price from bottom dollar to about 260, 270 grand. Um, he'll start for the Bulldogs. So if you wanted to take a punt and think the Bulldogs might uh, might find some form this season, then uh, then go for that. Um, in the 5.8, as I said, there's no real cheapies apart from Luai, but uh, a little bit more money. And there are two other starting 5.8s on offer if you uh, if you like the look of them. That's George, George Williams at the uh, Raiders and Scott Drinkwater at the Cowboys. So, yeah, see how you go with those. Both of those are probably considered mid-rangers, I guess. So it depends what your team setup is like. And if you need to save money, then they're not bad options. But uh, but Luai would probably be the better option for a cheaper, uh, for cheaper, sorry, or possibly looking into putting more money into the spot and getting a, a gun 5.8 instead. Um, now let's get to the center wing positions. Not as many cheapies as you would as we would have liked, but um, there's still some guys that you can pick up for a nice price. Um, some of them are Braden Williami at the Dragons, uh, William Kennedy at the Sharks, but I would steer clear of him as a, I think he appears to be a placeholder until Dugan and or Moylan return, so buy him again at your risk. Callum Watkins at the Titans, Inari Tuawala and Shibasaki at the Knights, and when Bradman Best comes back, we assume that one of those will drop out, however, depending on how they're going when he comes back, and if he comes back on schedule, that could change, so uh, so yeah, be wary there as well. For not too much money, more money is uh, Zach Lomax for the Dragons. And he's starting at fullback and looks to be also given the kicking role, the goal kicking role, which uh, for super coach players that, that know that, uh, that's super coach gold. So so if he keeps the goal kicking role, that's that's always good, hopefully, if the Dragons are scoring tries, hopefully good for a few, few extra points every game. Um, now, there are a few center wing players that are also available at fullback. Uh, but there are so many guns in the position that I would really suggest trying to find the money to afford a couple of the big names in those spots to maximise your points early on in the season. Uh, with the likes of, you know, James Tedesco, Tom Trebojevic, who is a pod at the moment, which is really crazy, might have probably jumped up the list between now and, and tomorrow night or b- between now and Manly's game. Two of us are Sheck, Kalen Ponga, Valentine Holmes and Ryan Pappenhausen. They're all only available at fullback, so you'd be best to have two of these guys probably in your team to start the season. So we're going to look at something a little bit different now, or you may have seen this floating around, but it's called the overall.
overall strength of schedule. Now, a friend of mine sent this to me. I'm not exactly sure where he got it from, so I can't actually give credit to the person that uh, created it, but it essentially ranks how strong or weak the opposition or the schedule of the teams are, um, and that might come into play when you're you're tossing up between two players or you want to get players from a certain team because you think they've got a pretty decent run coming up, and I'll, uh, I'll talk about that a little bit more when I go through my team in a moment. So the way they've done it is uh, each team's schedule is ranked on their opponent's result from last season. Uh, so if you think a team's going to turn things around this season, then that may not be relevant, but they've used it from opponent results from last season. Uh, they've scored... Awarding, they've, they've awarded 16 points for a game against the team that finished first in 2019, 15 points against the second, and so on, all the way down to one point against the team that finished 16th. So obviously you want to have a lower score on this, and they've ranked them in order of teams that have the lowest strength of schedule uh, for the upcoming season. Number one is the Raiders. Uh, number two, well, equal second is the Eels, the Sea Eagles, and the Tigers. Fifth and sixth are the Sharks and the Rabbitohs. Equal seventh is the Panthers, Knights, and Storm. Tenth is the Roosters. Eleventh is the Broncos. Twelfth is the Titans. Thirteenth and fourteenth are the Warriors and the Bulldogs. And equal fifteenth with the most difficult schedule, according to this calculation, is the Cowboys and the Dragons. So that may come into play when you're trying to choose uh, your players and your team. So just keep that in mind. You obviously want to have players that are going to score a lot of points. And if they have weaker or essentially weaker opposition from last year, they may have more opportunity to do that. Some interesting points that actually come along with that are that the Tigers' first four games are against bottom eight sides from last year, the Dragons, Knights, Bulldogs, and Warriors. The Raiders play just one top eight team, which is Manly in round four from last year, before round 11, which is the Roosters. Uh, The Eels, they do not play a team that finished higher than eighth until round 10. They play five of their first six against bottom five teams from last year with only Wests as the sixth team who came ninth. Uh, Rabbitohs' first four games on the flip side are against last year's uh, top eight, four of the top eight teams. So Sharks, Broncos, the Roosters and the Storm. Some other talking points are that Cameron Murray is playing as an edge back rower instead of through the middle. It seems like Jack Whiten and Jared Croker might be getting plenty of ball considering that Bateman is out for six to eight weeks and Rapana and BJ are no longer at the Raiders. And also Parramatta look very stacked with back rowers, so keep that in mind. All right, let's talk about my team. So it has changed as expected quite a bit from the team that I created before Teamless Tuesday, but... Some changes I, I think are, are going to benefit the team and some I uh, don't know what I was thinking, but it may come off. I'll talk about those in a sec. I've stuck with Coruscant and Braley as my hookers. Uh, I have at the moment, Payne Haas is, is, is in. I was toying with Clemmer and Tapao as my starting front rowers for a moment, but I've brought Payne Haas in and I've actually chosen the three front row cheapies Um who should get quite a bit of game time or hopefully a bit of game time this weekend in Tanoa Brown, Musgrove and uh, Rudolph from the Sharks. Now, that's very risky to have three cheapies in the front row. So, But my thinking is if Clemmer and Tapao, who were my first starters, got uh, 60 points each, that's 120 points. If Haas gets 80, which I hope he will, and one of the cheapies that I, that I t- decide to put in next to him gets 40, which is doable, then, you know, I'm still still coming out the same. So 
that's my plan at the moment. It's risky. It's a money-making plan, but um, and I probably will change it or I, I might change it as the weekend goes, but that's where I'm going for the moment so I can keep Haas in there. My second row forwards, my starters are Tao Malolo, Kikau, and Liam Knight. And on my bench for the second row is Cohen Hess, Patrick Carrigan, and Alessia Katoa. My halfbacks, I've gone for two gun halfbacks. I was thinking about that uh, strength of schedule and looking at the Eels early run. I've decided to go with Mitch Moses and also Nathan Cleary. Um, so Mitch Moses hopefully should get a good run in the first, in the early part of the season, which could could get me on a, a nice little start. And Nathan Cleary is always has always been in there, and I think that I'll uh, I'll stick with him. It means my 5.8s are a little bit weaker, though. I've gone for George Williams as my starting 5.8 from the Raiders, um, and they've got a pretty good strength of schedules too, so hopefully that will will pay off. And Jerome Luai as a cheapie is my backup 5.8. In the wings and centres, I have my starters. I've, I've paid a little bit of money on a couple of guys, um, a few guys, and then the rest are mostly cheapies. So we've got Blake Ferguson, again with the Eels run. I think that he could go quite well. I've got James Roberts, who I'm hoping will be uh, provided a bit of ball from Latrell Mitchell coming through as fullback. We'll see how that goes. That's a bit of a punt. Uh, Joey Leilua at the Tigers. The Tigers have a pretty decent run to start, and I think he could go well and look pretty pretty good in the trials. Um, Zach Lomax uh, for the Dragons. I've got on the bench for the center wings, uh, Watkins, Bradman Best, who I'm hoping will come in a little bit later, or at least for the moment is someone that gives me uh, loop potential. And Braden Williami is the other cheapie that rounds out my center wings. And I've gone for a bit of money in the fullbacks, as I suggested earlier, and that's Tom Trebojevic and Ryan Pappenhausen, who I've had for a little while, because uh, I think that they're probably going to do the job for me. Pappenhausen's probably a bit underpriced. And Turbo, we know exactly what he can do. And the fact that he's still got a pretty low ownership is crazy, but, uh, but may pay off for me. My vice-captain and captain for this round, I put the vice-captain on Mitchell Moses on Thursday night, tomorrow night, because I think he's going to do hopefully a number on the Bulldogs, a little bit under strength, and I just think that the Eels could really put a, uh, a big score on them tomorrow, and Mitchell Moses will have his hand in a lot of it. So that's where I'm going for my vice-captain, and hopefully Brad and Bess will become my captain later when Moses gets 140. But if that does not come off, I also have Haas as my captain, who I think will also do really, really well. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, Good luck with the upcoming round. Make sure that you follow at NRLSC chat on Twitter for the latest updates on team lists and any other relevant Supercoach news that comes out over the weekend. Also, feel free to send through any questions on Twitter about any players you're tossing up between or anything to do with the game. Uh, Enjoy the footy being back and be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.